pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football, heaven. And we say hello to you on a Friday. Great to have you with us. A really exciting show on tap. Some big uh, names and some very important guests as we get started here at the end of a tumultuous week in college football. Let's get started with a few headlines. And yep, that was what many people woke up to today in Alabama. And it was a jolt. Julian Sayon, the number one quarterback in the country, already enrolled in the next year's class on campus going into the portal. The number three player overall in the country, number one quarterback. We don't know where he's going, but he is certainly looks to be going somewhere. Meanwhile, an ex-Washington QB, Austin Mack, he took a red shirt last year, did not play under Michael Penix, but he took the uh, but he, but he was expected to play a lot in the upcoming season. He is leaving to join his former coach, Kalen DeBoer. And from the ringer, Nick Saban made Alabama too big to fail. Not only did he have an impact on the field, but his impact on the campus, the community, and the city it was profound. And we'll talk to Alex Kirshner a little bit later on. We have a really big show on tap where we uh, will talk to him, uh, but we'll also talk to Kalen DeBoer. He will join us in two hours. That is five o'clock Eastern time, four o'clock in Tuscaloosa. We will talk to the new Alabama head coach one week after arriving on campus. We'll talk to David Hale about the ACC Florida State War. Also, Tom Luganville will join us to get his reaction uh, to all the defections from the Alabama campus and how they may replace them when the uh, rest of the portal opens. And Alex Kirshner on the Saban story as well. Let's get to some phone calls here at 855-242-7285. We begin with Greg, who starts it all off for us. So hello, Greg. Happy Friday there, Paul. Thank you. Hey, I think the signs were there before I, before I get into this. Uh, did you happen to see when uh, Coach DeBoer got off the plane? Uh, I did see that, yes. Did he, they by chance borrow Auburn's uh, plane to go pick him up? Because I couldn't help but notice that big orange and blue stripe down the side of the plane. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I assume it wasn't the uh, the normal Alabama team plane. Uh, it, they may have uh, they may have borrowed a plane or leased a plane uh, because it probably had to stay out there for a while, but. Uh, I, Probably won't ask him that question when he gets here in a couple hours. But uh, anyhow, um, I believe the signs were there that uh, Coach Saban was going to retire. And that, let me start off with Kevin Steele. You know, he's been around for a while. He was a Baylor coach. He's uh, he was a, uh, a de- uh, the uh, defensive coordinator for several teams: Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama. And he wanted a job, a head job there in Tennessee, but he didn't get it. And I think the conversation on the Monday that uh, the week that Coach Saban retired, the conversation was there that I don't think uh, you're going to get the job. So I think he decided to retire. But I think other signs were there. You know, when um, 
they were at Mickey Mouse house there and uh, he had the granddaughter and the wife was there and he looked very happy um, during the game. He had some players that he was trying to talk to and they're just walking away from him. You know, he's losing. He didn't have that respect that he used to have, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't think he came to the decision right away, but I think if, uh, if Kevin Steele could have got the job, he would have stuck around. And I think being his 40 years, he just decided to give it up. But, but look, well, thanks, Greg, very much. I, I appreciate your call. Let me, let me say something about Kevin Steele. Uh, he never expected to get this job. Kevin Steele was planning on stepping down. Uh, really, uh, he made the decision before Coach Saban made his decision. Uh, he had uh, had a great career, but uh, he was ready to move on and do some other things. Thank you for the call. And uh, let's check out Bash next in Boulder. Hello, Bash. Bash, brother Paul. Happy Friday. Thank you. So I wanted to start my call like I normally do with some shout-outs. Let me give a shout-out to that Mississippi rodent and that piece of trash in Pell City. First, let me start with Squirrel. You cranky old squirrel. You sound like you have your tail shoved up your ass. If you have a problem with me giving thoughts and prayers to those who have terminal illnesses, life-changing operations, and extreme mental health demons, then just mute me, you geriatric rodent. It's 2024. You don't have to listen to me if you don't want to, boomer. Now, let me move on to that piece of trash in Pell City, AJ. You are absolutely pathetic. And it's not just because you're an Auburn fan, because I know a lot of Auburn fans that are actually cool. You're pathetic, AJ, because your only jokes are making fun of men with feminine names or men in female-dominated professions. What else are you going to do? Make fun of women who serve in the military or kids who do volunteer work? You... Dwayne is up next. Good afternoon, Dwayne. Yeah, you did right to hang up on him. Paul, Paul, Paul. Bash, huh? Bad from Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. He sounds stupid as hell. <laughs> hey, Paul. Paul. Yes, sir, uh, Dwayne. Let me tell you where that man going, that quarterback going. Where's he that going? quarterback for Alabama. That, 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 that number one quarterback, Alabama. He's going to Florida State. You know, Paul, hey, Paul, you know Florida State got about seven Alabama transfers already? I've, I've read that. I have seen that. Yeah, yes, thanks, Dwayne. Huh? D- Dwayne, we, we keep up with the news. Thanks for the information. Yeah, I know you do. But check this out. Hey, that ain't going to mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. Hey, Alabama, all y'all fans Alabama, hey, they'll be crying. They're crying right now. Oh, oh boy, they're going to get their butt whooped this year. Hey, well, Dwayne, oh, uh, Alabama got game. a player from Washington. What are you talking about? Man, that garbage, man, that garbage. That ain't compared nothing to that boy just left that. That boy hit that border. That boy no nowhere compared to that man that hit that that border. You know that. That garbage, that boy's like a, a what, two-star two coming to Alabama. Four, he's, a, know, four, he's, a, he's a four-star. Nick, uh, Nick Saban don't play that. Nick Saban don't get no hand-me-downs. You know that. You know Nick Saban don't play with no hand-me-down quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? That quarterback leaving right now, hey, Boy, Alabama, you're in trouble. Oh, y'all people in trouble down there in Alabama. Boy, I hate to say it. Boy, y'all in trouble. Boy, y'all get your butt whooped this year. Bye. 
<laughs> Rusty on the golf. Hello, Rusty. Hey, Mr. Feinbaum. How you doing today? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, man, I got great, great news yesterday. I heard that AJ ain't hitting the transfer portal off the Feinbaum show. That made my day. That made my day. Um, he did give me some great advice, though. I'm going to go through my little spill, but then I got a serious question. Um, so, you know, my wife and I, we our dog died a few months ago or whatever. And, uh, you know, that show came on yesterday, and I was listening and listening and listening, and the great advice came up. So I think, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to get us a pet that, that's easy to train, that'll sit when we tell it to sit, and down when we tell it to down. We can get, a, get another, another Rottweiler is what we're going to get. So... I don't think this dude realizes right now I'm playing chess rent-free in his head, but whatever. Um, seriously, though, my question is this, is, you know, if Saban retained this role as an advisor, I'd love, I love the dude. Man, he's done so much for the university. I mean, he's, gosh, look at enrollment and everything else. But if the whole advisor role was to keep players from transferring and, like, maintain some cohesion – I don't think that plan's working, and at what point do you – and maybe this is something you can ask uh, Coach DeBoer when he comes on. I mean, at what point does it become a hindrance for him kind of just being around the facility or having that close well, relationship? Well, Rusty, number, number one, he is really not around the facility. Uh, I mean, I think, I think the main role early on was to try to help with transition. Uh, there are a lot of questions about personnel, and I'm sure in trying to re-recruit Sayon, Caleb Downs, Proctor, they needed some counsel from Coach Saban, but those guys all signed to be with Nick Saban and obviously not Alabama. Take a break. More to come, including the coach in about an hour and 50 minutes. We are coming back with your phone calls and David Hale talking about the latest from the ACC. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Many people very happy. ACC court filing accuses FSU of breach of contract. 
seeking damages. David Hale from ESPN joining us, covers uh, the ACC, among other things. Uh, David, this is now going on for a couple of weeks. Uh, where are we and what is around that curtain? Yeah, the interesting thing is technically they haven't breached their contract. They're suing to see if they can breach the contract. So we're really splitting hairs here a little bit. Uh, we are in a very early part of this, so it's hiring the lawyers, acknowledging the, the court cases, which there are two now, technically kind of three. So there's FSU files uh, for a files a court case in Florida trying to test the grant of rights. Preemptively, the ACC files in Charlotte to say, yes, the grant of rights exist, and then the ACC has come back around again, added an addendum to that and saying, not only do we need you to tell us the ACC exists, but we need you to tell FSU you're out of company business uh, until we get this resolved. So you can sort of understand the ACC's point of view in this is like, you're trying to get out, we can't have you sitting in all these meetings with us. I've talked to folks around Florida State who were expecting a certain level of like, hey, if we're all together having meetings and you're talking about us and the lawsuit and what's gonna happen, of course, we need to step away from that, we're not a part of that. But there's a good chance that, that this legal fight continues for years and you're gonna tell me you can't have the biggest brand in your conference a part of any conversation that's going on about your conference for two years? That's, I mean, that's a crazy thing to think about, but that's where we're at. You not only can't uh, come in the room and then go outside, we're not letting through, you through TSA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been to the Tallahassee airport before. I mean, it may, <laughs> there's a reason, reason that this may be a problem. It, it, it does take a very, very little time. Uh, forget all the legal filings. That's for big time law firms to make more money. What, what's really the end game for Florida State and for the ACC? This is the question I have because I, I mean, for, for the ACC, what you'd love the end game is, is that a court says Florida State's got to stick it out for as long as their grant of rights is. And no matter how unhappy Florida State is, they stay here. They'll be unhappy, but at least the checks say the same size that you're cashing from the TV network. That's at the end of the day, the ACC needs to preserve its best interests, which is what this is about. What is the end game for Florida State? I think that's a great question because I think there was a little bit of them rushing into this because if you go back to August, they had a board of trustees meeting in which their trustees basically all got a chance to grandstand and say how much they hated the ACC and wanted out, but there wasn't much they could do about it because of the legality of the grant of rights and they weren't ready to fight it. Then you had the playoff snub happen, which felt like this other slap in the face. And how much of that was a result of being a part of the ACC? I would say probably minimal. Like, would it have been different if they were in the SEC? Maybe, but that's sort of an impossible thing to say. I think Largely, that was about Alabama and the brand of Alabama, not the brand of the SEC. That's just my two cents. But there was this push to, we got to do something now. And so I think it sped up the timeline for what Florida State was looking to do and getting its ducks in a row. And so now what's the end game? Is it to get out of the ACC in a year, in two years, to pay X number of dollars to get out? I don't think anybody thinks that whatever a judge's ruling from this is going to be is the end of the conversation. Because if a judge says, you can get out for free, a grant of rights doesn't hold up, that's a huge problem for everybody, but the ACC is certainly gonna appeal that. And if a judge says, sorry, getting out's gonna cost you a half a billion dollars, well, they're not paying that to get out of the league, so now they've gotta start looking for other avenues out. And is there a, a middle ground that if we can set aside hard feelings that we 
can find a way to work this out. Maybe we change the economic model and we distribute a little more money going in your direction to make this work. I don't even know if that's the answer because as, as folks around Florida State and other schools have said, like, it's not just the money, it's sort of the reputation in, amongst recruits. Like, you don't want to be going to what is seen as a second tier conference when those two, two leagues, the SEC and the Big Ten, keep making more and more and more. Uh, David Hale here. And, and David, the question that I, I think goes begging for an answer, let's say some, some accommodation happens. Where are they going? <laughs> That's another great question because the SEC is really, their incentive is more, if you're going to add Florida State, it's about keeping Florida State away from somebody else, right? There's not a huge incentive for the SEC to open up their doors and say, we're going to share our pie with you when we've already got a uh, flag in the ground in the state of Florida. That's certainly true of Clemson and South Carolina as well. Then you can say, well, maybe the Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten is still, that whole media deal is still a little bit dotting some I's and crossing some T's from the way Kevin Warren left things there. And while the Big Ten would certainly love to get into the southeastern part of the United States in terms of their footprint, I mean, you just saw them add Washington and Oregon almost because they were at such a discounted rate you couldn't say no. Florida State isn't looking to go to the Big Ten at 40 cents on the dollar, which is what Oregon and Washington are getting. So how eager is the Big Ten to open up their coffers and say, yeah, come on in at a full they share? They already have 18 now. Right. And, and so that's part of it. Uh, and, and I think, frankly, if they do that, you are we have reached the tipping point in which super conferences become an inevitability if they're not already. Then the, the third option is maybe you have the Big 12. And I think a lot of people would say, why would you do that? Because the Big 12 is basically paying what the ACC is paying. But one thing that I have heard from Florida State folks, including AD Michael Alford several times, is the Big 12 will renegotiate its TV deal again before the ACC's is up. Well, they'll and give SMU even less money than they already <laughs> That's exactly right. So uh, frankly, a, a little bit of this would be just about flexibility for Florida State to have options. What those options are, I think that's still a big question mark. I spoke to you, so I, for, I forgot SMU is in the ACC now. They're in the ACC, and they're making nothing. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's how much college football makes sense right now. Uh, I, I mean, it just doesn't seem to me. Maybe I'm a, too much of a traditionalist, but, but it, the ACC sounds better than crawling all the way over the, to whatever the Big 12 is now. I, I think there is, frankly, a little bit of... Florida State feeling like, um, I'm going to dump you before, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, it's, it's, I'm going out on top. I'm going to be the one that, that calls the shots here. And, and, I, and that, that's justifiable, I think, to a certain extent. They feel very much like they deserve a bigger slice of the pie. And I think it's a, it's a reasonable argument to say, should we all be splitting the pie equally when we're not all bringing in the same amount? Having said that, I think, as many other ACC ADs and administrators have said to me, would our shares of the pie be this or bigger if Florida State had been winning more football games right. over the better part of the last 20 years? It, let, me, let me bring it back to the uh, SEC here before I go, because I, I know everybody's saying they're not getting in, but things change with time, and let's not forget uh, FSU, even though it's acting like a group of teenagers at a slumber party, they, they are still a valuable brand. Uh, what, what is the route for them to get into the SEC, if, assuming there is one? I think what you basically hope for is a bidding war. And I think there's a little bit of trying to lay the groundwork for that. So, again, the idea that we might be getting to two super conferences at some point is no secret. And so if you're the SEC, you are in the, the catbird seat in, in almost every respect, but the most important respect, which is talent acquisition. So the Big Ten can make more money, and that's great, but they are logistically located in areas where there is not as much college football talent. The SEC 
owns that area in almost every level. So you are, as much as I think Florida State could be a valuable brand in the SEC and stand on its own, but it is about, this is our turf, you stay out Big Ten, right. and we're going to protect our own, our own area here. So it's about sort of drawing a, a border and a moat around uh, the southeast and saying, no, no, that's ours. So we may have told everybody you're not getting in, but let, let's talk about price. <laughs> right. And look, at the end of the day, the dollars decide everything. And if it makes sense financially, uh, you're going to do it. And, and I will say the one thing that, that you, is inarguable about Greg Sankey is he sees the long game. And so while it may not make the most sense for Florida State and, and the SEC to pair up tomorrow, well, if you know they can, Florida State can get out of the grant of rights at a reasonable fee, and you know there's investment, and Florida State's winning more, and you know the Big Ten would be interested, and you see where things are going, Greg Zanke's not dumb. He will protect his own assets. So assuming that happened, that makes 17, uh, it seemed like we, there were, the SEC would then need 18. Who was it? I know Clemson would certainly probably uh, be like, oh, you guys are going, can I to ride with y'all? Uh, shotgun. And, and, and look, I think there's a big question about how many brands move the needle still. And I think Clemson and Florida State move the needle. How much of that needle gets moved, I, that's, that's a discussion. But they move the needle. Notre Dame clearly moves the needle, but they're not in any hurry until we get to super conferences and they need a conference. I don't think they're in any hurry to do it. The ACC's future is, I think, in some ways going to be determined by how many other brands are big enough to drive interest. So is Miami, is North Carolina, has certainly thinks they are, is Virginia. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot to like about Virginia, but you know, they haven't won a lot of football games. Yeah. Georgia Tech, uh, NC State, I mean, Virginia Tech, there's schools that think that they have some cachet, but when we're talking about $70 million a year, $80 million a year, that's a lot of, that's a lot of coin. Great stuff. David Hale with the latest on our friends down the street. The, uh, Atlanta Coast Conference. David, thank you very much. We'll take a short break. We have a lot to do uh, on this program. We'll start getting uh, to uh, your phone calls. Don't forget, Kaylin DeBoer will join us in one hour and 35 minutes. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back. Thank you for being here on a Friday afternoon as uh, another week comes to an end. And what a week it has been. Trey is up next. Hey, Paul, I've been listening to you all week. Quite a few doctor's appointments, uh, checkups, and all been great. Good. Uh, but I have been listening to your show. But, Paul, I want to I ask you a favor. I've been, I've been sitting here thinking about this saving retirement and a new hire. And uh, I just kind of put some thoughts down on a piece of paper, and I kind of turned it into like a small little letter. Do you mind if I read it to you real quick? Can yeah. I do that? Go. Now that I've had a few days to process and I realize it wasn't just a bad dream, here are my thoughts and feelings about Coach Saban's retirement. I knew this day would come, and honestly, I've been dreading it since since he came to Alabama. I just thought we'd have a few more years. I know people hate Alabama and Nick Saban, and I honestly get so much crap for being a Bama fan But let me share some things with you that this man has done on and off the field. He's active with Habitat for Humanity and has paid for a number of homes in Tuscaloosa. He's a mentor to former players both in the NFL and players that have moved past football. Him and Miss Terry are are family to current players and often open their homes to players that can't make trips home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. I don't have to mention everything he's done on the field. Everyone knows that. Coach Saban, thank you will never be enough. Thank you for taking us on this journey and this ride for 17 years. Thank you for everything you've done for the university, the football program, the players, the fans, the city of Tuscaloosa. Thank you for the legacy and making us all trust the process. No one will ever be able to do it like you. And while my heart hurts that Saturdays will never be the same, I wish you nothing but the best. You deserve the relaxation and time with your family. Coach DeBoer, you have some really big shoes to fill, and honestly, I wouldn't even try. Don't try to be Nick Saban, just be you. Help us trust the process. Work to uphold the standards sent by those who came before you. Act with dignity and integrity. Maintain the rich traditions. Be for for your players and staff. Be someone that kids wants to come play for. But finally, be patient with all of us. Our hearts hurts. Thank you for taking this job. Where even if you're a success, you're going to be criticized. Good luck to you, your wife, and your kids. Thank you to your family for interrupting their lives so they could take on this unbelievable task with you. Don't cry. Alabama fans, don't cry because it's over. Smile and be grateful that it happened. You were able to be a part of it. With that being said, Paul, roll damn tide. Thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate that call. Alan is up next in Georgia. Hello, Alan. Yes, Paul. First-time caller, I uh, have listened to you since uh, the 70s where everybody from Alabama hated you. 
I'm uh, uh, my wife is uh, she won't let me say who she is, but Bryant was the other end, and her uncle was the other one. And uh, oh my goodness. her, Brian her uncle was uh, uh, the first president of the NCAA. So uh, I'm kind of blue buds, and uh, I had my choice to play football or baseball. I chose baseball, but uh, I've been around it all my life. In fact, uh, Kevin Steele was my bat boy when we were playing. And my best friend right now played quarterback at Auburn, and uh, he went someplace, and they said, well, uh, uh, can you stand this guy? And he said, yes. He calls it like I see it, and I do. Uh, right now, everybody is enjoying see Alabama getting smoked, and, and that's a system. I understand that. But there's something wrong with the system. It, it's kind of like the inmates are running the prison. Uh, every, we've been gutted. Okay, that's fine. Everybody's happening, but uh, it'll take two or three years. But uh, college athletics, unless they change it, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and maybe Auburn with Amazon and uh, Apple, they're going to be the, they're going to run the whole show. There's no longer going going to be athletic. Uh, I mean. There's no longer a even playing field. Uh, it's uh, well, and thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Let's check in with Big Cat in Alabama. Hello, Big Cat. Hey, how you doing, Mister Fireball? How you doing today? We're doing well, thank you. Hey, I was calling, man, because uh, I, I used to read you when uh, you was in the Mobile Press Register. Yes, sir. A column, yeah, a friend of mine I work used to say. Paul Feinbaum said this, and Paul, I'm like, who the hell is Paul Feinbaum? <laughs> That's great. And then I They're see they had a question. picture on there, man. So I've been with you for a while. And uh, I called about five years ago. You had Danny Sheraton on your show, and he was putting Auburn down. I'm a diehard Auburn fan. I've been Auburn fan since I was seven, and I'm 53 now. But the reason for my call is, uh, if you can indulge me for, for a second, I'm calling in about Nick Saban and uh, the University of Alabama. Uh I really hate to see uh, Mr. Saban retire because he brought Alabama to a place where it was, they had been desolate for years. I remember the lean years. And uh, it makes Auburn step up their game to get to where Mr. Saban had out the University of Alabama. And I said, I really hate to see him retire because he was uh, a force with the University of Alabama and he made us try to become a force. And I hate he's gone because I love when we could take him down. We we got him a few times. We didn't get him a lot, but we got him a few times. Yes, sir. And uh, I just hate that's over, you know. And I wish him the best. And from a University of Auburn fan, uh, I just wish him and his wife and his family the best. And thank you, Mr. Fine. Well, thank you for calling. It was really good to hear from you. You be well. You take care of yourself. Swamp Dog is up next. Uh, hello, Swamp. Hello, Mr. Feinbaum. How you doing? Very well. I want to talk to you a little bit about Nick Saban's retirement and uh, what effect it may have on Kirby Smart. Uh, you know, since Kirby's been at Georgia, he's brought Georgia to a higher place than they've ever been. And I think part of that is because he knew Nick Saban was the big man standing in the middle of the road to stop him. 
like he has over and over again. And I'm just wondering if you think that since he's not there anymore, that uh, Kirby might take a breath and back up a little bit, or is he going to be just as tenacious as he has been to get Georgia where they are now? Well, uh, unless Kirby Smart goes through a personality uh, transplant or transformation, uh, he'll be ju- he'll be more right. he'll be he, more he, more focused than he's ever been because that's just who he is. He, he's not that kind of guy, right? No. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I think. Too, I would I would uh, I, I would be about. I would be far more concerned about Kirby Smart right now than ever before because uh, he is going to be even more dangerous because his biggest rival has just retired. Thank you for the call. Cody is in Georgia. Hey, Paul. First time caller. I just want to say I love the show. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah I want to talk about Carson Beck and, and the other guys just then were talking about Georgia. And, yeah, I believe Kirby's uh, – I'm real proud of where he's been. I've been a lifelong Georgia fan, and, man, we had some dark days where it was almost like we were cursed, you know. But – uh. But, yeah, with Carson Beck, I mean, it was kind of a shame this past year that McConkie and Bowers couldn't stay healthy. I feel like if they would have, he might have been in New York, you know. But uh, we got two big receivers in Young and Humphreys, and just what's your take on them and Beck going for them? Well, I feel really good about about Georgia, and, and I, th- I think we're still not sure how many more players Georgia will pick up here. They could pick up some very impactful player. Let's, players. Let's take a break. We uh, – We'll still talk. We'll talk to the coach in about an hour and 15 minutes. Looking forward to that. We'll recap the day, and it's been a rough one uh, in the transfer portal. But Kalen DeBoer joining us a little bit later on. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And we are back, and uh, let's continue with more phone calls. And Oscar is up next in Ohio. Hello, Oscar. How you doing, Paul? We're doing great. Thank you. That's great. Listen, I just call in. Uh, call in to just put my little two cents in about Coach Saban retirement. And uh, you know, I listen to listen to a lot of the Alabama fans. I've been an Alabama fan since nineteen <clears throat> nineteen seventy eight. Actually, uh, you know, I uh, what people understand is Nick Saban, he could have done what he did at Alabama at LSU. Uh, so 
he put in all these years at the University of Alabama and bringing the national help helping these helping these young men play football and win and and win in life, just not just winning on, on the football field, win in life. Uh, D'Amico Ryan, he's the uh, head coach of uh, the Houston Texans right now, and they're winning. So that speaks a lot. And uh, what I'm, what basically what I want to say is, uh, he doesn't know he doesn't know the University of Alabama or the fans anything. He deserves a break. He deserves time with his family. If he decides he still wants to help out with the University of Alabama, Alabama, or whoever, I mean that's fine. But the fact the fact of the matter is, he can't do it all his life. The guy's seventy two years old. Okay, so what I'm saying is, we've seen we've seen worse times at the University of Alabama, and it's not the end of the world. Okay, so let's give let's give the next coach 100. percent Let's let's give him 100. percent For these students getting in the portal, I'll just put it like this: the kids today are different. Uh, they they're not being taught loyalty. Uh, it's all about them. So that being said, <clears throat> that's what a portal and the NIL come in, which I could care less about them getting paid because when I when I was when I was their age, what motivated me to be an Alabama fan was my dreams of playing for the University of Alabama. And by the way, uh, I stay four houses down from Country Holloway. Uh, oh, Paul, just so you know. That's great. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, our, our motivation was hearing our names being called on Sunday mornings, you know, at Sunday afternoon, whatever, what have you, on the Bear Bryant show. And we were motivated by listening to it on the radio. Because then those days, the only thing we had was the radio, listen to Tom Roberts and Eli Gold. So, that was that was our motivation back back then in the seventies. So, like I said, roll tide, and of course they're gonna, of course people are gonna be laughing, making fun, all that. They're glad because they know this motivational speaker, Nick Saban, Coach Saban. He's the best at it. That's all I gotta say, guys. Thank you, Oscar. You be well. You take care of yourself. Josiah uh, is up next. Was I, you there? Yes, sir. Well, good. You're on the air. Thanks so much for calling. We wanted to call in and say hey in War Eagle. Well, you're an Auburn man, huh? Yes, sir. Well, I think you you got good things ahead. Hopefully. Well, you uh, you you keep the faith. I think things are going to be a lot better. Matt is in Austin, Texas. So, hello, Matt. Hey, Paul. You know, with all the success Sark's having with the NIL money in the portal, I was reminded there was a campaign years ago when I was there to change the slogan on the main building from, and the truth shall make you free from the New Testament, to money talks. <laughs> and that got me thinking of what should be the slogan on the main building chiseled into the main building of every SEC school. And I got a couple of them for you. Okay, go. Georgia, Georgia should be either run, Lindsay, run, or look at that sugar falling from the sky. 
Um, South Carolina could be we ain't Clemson. Florida could be one nation under Tebow. Alabama, unfortunately, uh, probably would be those were the days, you know. Um, and Arkansas could be the proud home of Randy Peschel Street. But you have to remember 1969 to remember Street to Peschel. Sure. And then the last one I got for A&M, the main building slogan should be, Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker is good. <laughs> See you, Paul. Thank you very much. Great to hear from you. Matt is up next in San hey, Antonio. Brother, I wanted to keep you in the loop on something before I start talking about other things. They're going to do some exploratory surgery on me to see what's going on. Okay. They're going to, the surgeon's going to call us and schedule the appointment. I wanted you guys to know that, keep you in the loop as well on that. Look, family, Paul, you guys like family to me. You like brothers. You've always stood up for me when you didn't have to on this show. And I'm always going to be in my your debt, and I'm always going to sit you like family, like brothers. Now for that stupid long con caller, look, dude, you're not going to beat us when you come to Kyle Field. The only thing that's going to happen is on your stadium should be is cry, baby, cry, Longhorns. Go back to your buffet excuse of a stadium. And I want to talk about Mike Elko. CCR season sucks in transfer portal. We have the number transfer portal class. So why don't you shut up, Longhorn fans, and answer Jim from Tuscaloosa, you're a hack job, you're a wannabe car, you're a decrepit old man, and you're a loser. And look, Augie, I love you like a brother, too. Same with I, man. But stop kissing Jim's A-A-S-S-S. Tom Luganville next. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.